You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Welcome back to the Watch Along Critical Commentary Podcast, uh, recorded here in the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations, uh, also where Riverdale's films uh, also stolen land. And joining me today, um, over from Treaty 8 territory of the Woodlands Cree, Dene, Beaver, and Métis, uh, is my dear, dear friend Channing Stenhouse, subbing in for parental leave, Chloe. Um, Channing, welcome. Hi, welcome back. Thanks again for having me, Ryan. I'm very excited to be here. And what a wonderful episode we had this round. Uh, yeah, I was saying, yes, yes, yes. Um, we were talking yesterday, sort of, um, prepping ourselves for, um, the, oh yeah, we're doing a thing. Uh, and, um, that's what pre-production looks like. Uh, and we were comparing notes about last episode and everything we wanted, they gave us. It's beautiful. It's I expected trash. Yeah, I had no expectations. It really is. I mean, I don't can't say that we didn't get the trash as well. I mean, yeah. we we expected garbage, but trash we still got. I mean, we're we're beautifully weaving a uh, back into our, you know, former love triangles mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. Um, you know, bug, like, is there a resurgence of, you know, the hints of Bughead, the the hints of uh, uh, Varchi, the, the hints of those former romances and the web, um, you know, weaving that web all over again uh, with Veronica as the spider lady. Um, it's really fun to to look into that now and see those things, those things that we were saying, Hey, you know, does it look like they're setting this up for us? Are we going to see some of these uh, old tropes come back? Um, And here they are. So some of the things that we were looking for and, you know, even just talking Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. missing Veronica as a key player, um, you know, they really hit on that. Exactly. And um, exactly. uh, just because you mentioned, and we're so excited about this part, I want to double back to last week a little bit and talk about the the library representation. Um, because great timing for you to join. Um, uh, as as I may have mentioned oh, when yes. Channing was here before, uh, Channing is the director of the library in a uh, a I guess medium sized town in the region uh, near where we both grew up. Right. Um, I, I'm actually really excited uh, with that last episode. That was just gold. Um, we uh, Libraries are such an important gathering place and to see that come up um, and to come up in, in such, a, such a funny way. Uh, the, uh, horrible, oh goodness, holding people at, uh, at gunpoint. <laughs> For uh, overdue, returning those books from their from that they checked out when they were twelve years old. I mean, it's just giving us all sorts of wild ideas. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be playing that one for my team tomorrow at our staff meeting. It's see, I told they you this show had value. Role. I told you it was great. <laughs> uh, very, very much. <laughs> they do, they do. Oh gosh. Um, just wonderful. And then uh, cur- curious to see that, uh, um, you know, having taken a sneak peek at this next episode, yeah, potentially how- see that continue. So, um, 
you know, the things you have to give for the value of your library books, the things you hold most dear. Corpse um, in a box, no big. <laughs> really fabulous. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll take your collateral, absolutely. Um, Gosh, yes. it's so a, jumping it's off of one. that energy um, and not landing in a trash heap for once, you know, garbage heap of edible food i don't know metaphor stretches thin um i loved the superheroing this week i loved the genre play um i have thoughts about the camera work um i loved veronica in focus uh where the hell is my tony and tabitha um those are my initial reactions outside of oh yes and britney spears toxic which like Doctor Who, Doctor Who predicted it was going to be the That's last timely. song of Earth that remains at the end of all time, and I'm I think it will. It's it's holding to that. It's uh, digging in. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm. I did miss Tony and Tabitha. Um, and we, we barely even got, uh, you know, an explanation as to why they're not there. But um, my big mm -hmm. takeaway was just the resurgence of Ronnie and uh, how wonderful it was to see her coming into her own. And then, um, you know, just to enjoy the thorough quackery that is, uh, mm -hmm. that is Cheryl mm -hmm. and everything that she says these days. Um, you know, we've got uh, alchemy going on. We've got just wonderful sorts of... Uh, it's coming in every which direction. Like it's, it's, it's so wonderfully random. Um, I'm really enjoying, enjoying digging into that. And uh, I'm excited to see um, also the, the resurgence of the comic books yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that element really, really like that. That just brings back so much of my childhood. I'm sure you remember seeing comic Archie comics all over my place. So um, very, it's it's nice to look back into that. Just just the 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 actors holding a physical comic. There's something charming and nostalgic about that. Um, it's like uh, sense memory. Um, one of my uh, one of my uncles had a um, a garden shack where he had kept boxes and boxes and boxes of his old Archie comics. And so I've got this like six year old memory of looking into the creepy horror barn that was full of hidden treasure and being too afraid to go in, <laughs> but asking an adult for help uh, again and again and again. <laughs> Hunting. Yeah. Some of my favorite earliest memories of childhood are, are with Archie comics and <laughs> trading, you know, my brother's toys for Archie comics, not mine, but my brother's toys for Archie comics with my cousins and, and uh, just it, it, even seeing that font, you know, seeing Betty written yeah. in the 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 font that we would have seen on an on an Archie comic that was that was good. But at the same time, you know, it just brought me right back into that. Mm. Mm, it's supposed to be Betty and Veronica. Mm -hmm. Where is mm -hmm. the Veronica? And then we get that, and they really remember. Um, I'm, I'm um, in it for that right now. You mentioned Cheryl. Cheryl. Oh my God, she's. She's the, she's both thrown back to middle school, but also having to be the Gandalf mentor at the same time and with equal competence. And it's 
it's a fabulous choice. I didn't know how much I wanted this, this phrasing of Cheryl. Um, and now she has a Greendale person. And it's complicated. Um, have you watched the trailer for next week? I have not. No. Uh, I will leave this. What am I missing? Uh, just a few, a few small details and some exciting bits about Heather from Greendale uh, that are foretold. Um, that I I suggest you watch at your at your leisure and convenience. Um, because it's it's just more of the camp things that we liked this week. I think it it bodes well for a a, a shocking streak of sustained quality unforetold excellent (laughs) excellent i am really looking forward to that i have to say i do keep wondering and i'm sure that it's not tied in but i keep wondering if they chose the name heather deliberately um just because Mm. i keep thinking back to our heather uh Uh, musical Um, and wondering if there's any sorts of elements of that that tie into this story that is coming up. I feel like it's coincidental, but uh, I'm still curious. Nevertheless, I mean, they had every name to choose from. Why Heather? That didn't even occur to me. Um, But that does remind me of an adjacent question. Um, What, what are they possibly going to do with the musical this year? I am so excited. (laughs) I, 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 yeah, I, I have no Spider-Man idea. Turn Off the Dark is the only thing I can imagine. And I don't, I know a lot of gossip about that show without knowing a single phrase of music. <laughs> <sighs> I wouldn't know anymore. It's, yeah, it, it, I'm very curious as well. It, that's always such a treat. Um, okay, so shall we, we jump to into the watch soon. along? Uh, if you've got your your Netflix synced up and we've hit all the talking points Absolutely. that we remembered, at least for now, until we see them in the show and interrupt a thought because we have another thought, you know, <laughs> Netflix up, uh, counting down, uh, Badoom in three, two, one, Badoom ba. Um. Funny, I I hate the sound in, in headphones, but I listened to it on a proper TV and sound system today, and it actually sounds like a nice choral chord or a nice orchestral chord. It's just so not mixed for headphones. The the new WB sound. Fair. The new WB sound is uh, you know people. Uh, I think it was, uh, you know, following a comedian, mm-hmm. G- uh, Jimmy Rees, and he's talking about, you know, we're talking with the who decided Netflix, you know, it'll start with a fright. And then, you know, the, they <laughs> cue the badoom. And now it's like, oh, no, it's the WB yep, that's yep, the fright yep. for sure. It's Netflix is nothing. The, the WB so much, is much, so much, much worse. Um, I miss the old one now. I didn't know I could miss or I it's a wild six seasons where I find myself missing audio stings. Uh, ignoring everything that's happening on screen because it's a beautiful visual pastiche montage setup of images. And kind of a, a tour of who we're, who we're meeting this week again, who we're up with. 
Yeah. I. Oh, I, I love, love this, this line coming up. Dynamic of um, agony ants and Nana. For some reason, you think this is a good person to give you advice about this. <laughs> um. Absolutely. No, I, but I'm, I'm living for this mm-hmm. Baba Yaga comment that's coming up. That is just mm-hmm. fabulous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is killer. And like, don't know where she's coming from with this, this advice either. Um, the magic eight ball, the wild middle schooledness of both the emotions and anxiety and the method of fortune telling. It is wonderful, though. Like you were saying, you know, you we see Cheryl truly in middle school or junior high in this episode. She is just flung right back. And I have, you know, throwbacks of a friend and I uh, sitting there, you know, with a magic eight ball asking all sorts of questions. And then what I love is that, you know, no matter what feedback she gets she just casts it aside and does what she wants to do anyway you know shake it until you get the result that you wanted oh i must have you know asked the wrong question or i think that one answered the last question mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. this question it's just it's, fabulous. it's so wonderfully flexible um and i also like in this frame it's it's kind of as valid as anything else they're using as a magic resource like they they're 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 Case study is the legend of Rasputin's murder in how they decide how to medically treat Archie with a heavy metal, maybe homeopathic question mark titration. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. You say medically treat Archie and, uh, and you know, there's just this constant references to Cheryl checking her, her medical records, her medical mm-hmm. texts. And it's, it's a, we're just, we're just dealing in, in, uh, well, we're dealing in, in a, magic a eight balls, <laughs> magic eight balls everywhere. Um, and then we have actually lethal Veronica and this lovely chat with Dr. Criddle Jr. Hi, Nikolai. Uh, I like that. She isn't just in mourning this entire time. I love this visual outfit choice that defines Veronica now. It, it does. It does. Um, it's interesting though. Of course, she seems like she's trying mm. to protect people. And uh, I, I, I quite enjoy, I, I think, you know, ironically coming mm. out of COVID um, her wearing, you know, sort of a veil, like as if, you know, this is going to <laughs> somehow protect her, right. protect the people around her. Like she's containing herself mm-hmm. with this veil, with these massive, you know, centimeter square holes all over. And ah, it's, it's a, a wonderful throwback to, you know, life four months ago. Ooh. In Alberta four months ago. I mean, you guys might still be wearing masks in BC. No, Good for you. <laughs> not as much as I really, really want to, but who knows? Who knows what comes? Um, all of the X's old flames vibe in this episode. I didn't, I didn't hate it. Like I usually do when we, it wasn't forced. I hate when we smush them Are together. Are you secretly some, it, it's not forced, but I'm just curious. Are you like, 
Is there some some secret, you know, buck teen bughead down there or something for you, Ryan? I don't <laughs> hate it. Um, I think what this episode really gave me is team poly polycule. They can just all date each other in varying combinations and everything will be smooth. Oh, she is playing up her supernaturally. Sure. Yeah, that that's an enti- that's a that would be an interesting Mm. Riverdale. I like how essentially she's she's become the the yes, fortune teller yes. almost with no qualifications. Um, she's been imbued with a new sense of importance. Despite Cheryl. being uh, possessed, yes, possessed. Her main qualification is possession. <laughs> and not that she's doing the possessing. Yes, exactly. Um, this, uh, the way this breakdown for Archie, the way his, um, his medicalized breakdown played out here, I actually quite enjoyed, um, the, the visual representations of diminished, lowered weight of illness. Um, none of it makes medical sense whatsoever. Heavy metal poisoning, he should just be really, really dead, whatever. But it's superpowers, right? <laughs> It, exactly. Yeah, he flux the the weight fluctuations alone are, are quite uh, mm-hmm. it's so far fetched. It's you know your your the the amount of iron you have in your blood is going to you know drop you down sixty pounds, say. Or <laughs> it's it's just fun. But also remember that time Cheryl heated her mom heat. Heated her mom to uh, 144 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like 30 degrees past the point that your brain becomes scrambled eggs because the proteins emulsify. In real life. Mm-hmm. I am again, I am just again scaling myself in the, what level of ridiculous are we today? <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh, these email comments are just so fabulous. I love these lines. <laughs> Their banter is so delightful. But um, I feel like it's... They've learned to just throw character actors at, at Madeline Patch and let her let her be Cheryl at them. I feel like that is the the prevailing strategy of writing Cheryl right now. It's less a... Uh, dramatic plot arc and more of a like improv bit like how weird can she keep a straight face to stop this crazy Richard I so I'm gonna I'm gonna just accept this whole premise about uh building immunity to metal and radiation because they do and it works question mark i don't know it doesn't really work it nearly kills him i guess (laughs) they think it works Uh, it's worked in other comic books it's worked in other superhero uh scenarios so why can't it work in this one why don't physics work like that it's narratively prescripted um this meeting 
villain Reggie, I like it. They swung right back into utilize him, utilizing him to just a fine capacity. He has schemes. I'm wild that they're not making money yet, but I guess I've seen how they throw food and liquor around. We have all seen. That is fair. Uh, it does take a while, I suppose, to, to turn any business profitable, I would assume. Even for a casino, it might take a little bit to bring things hmm. up. I'm, I think I'm, I'm largely enjoying as well the, um, the hand wave function of how finance works in this world and how, like how the economy, like there's been clickbait articles about takeovers and corporate stuff and nothing, there are no real rules. I'm comforted by the stable comic book rules of the Riverdale world as far as how simple a hostile takeover looks. I love this this board room, this board meeting room with uh, curtains, you know, so you can make your traumatic exit. I want one of those for my board meetings. <laughs> Actually, I don't, because I don't want to have to make dramatic exits. Maybe a dramatic entrance, rather. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> burst into the space. Um, Once again, we're playing... I guess it's it's kind of a, a medical myths and rumors, magic myths and rumors, Calvin Ball, that they're establishing of how things work, um, with a little whiff of if it seems like it makes sense that it'll work, it'll work. Is where I'm taking their does it work logic, very like let's roll a d twenty, random. Pretty much. Pretty much. I love that he just, you know, he has a desk. He has a study in her mind. Um, <laughs> oh, great point. And a, a, like a, a file box. Like this is just, it's set up you know, right it's just, it's, it's great. Like what order yeah. are these in? Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a certain tactile flicking through it. Oh gosh, yes. they're so young. They use, I mean, this is old footage, I'm sure, right? They use a few other old they're footage. They're so young. <laughs> I know, but they're so young. Uh, the way Riverdale actors make us feel old now. Um, I was listening to uh, uh, an interview with one of the actors from Heartstopper, uh, Joe Locke. Um, have you heard of or watched Heartstopper, Shannon? I recommend it. It's cute and fluffy. <laughs> but... Um, I, I haven't. What did you? What's the name Heart of it Stopper. again? Sorry, it I is a, a very sweet, like, like high Heart school Stopper. romance, all queer lead characters, sweet and fluffy modern uh, story. It's the it's the comfort romance that I've always wanted. Uh, they mention um, the actors mentioned. Uh, how they're they're so proud of having lead characters, uh, having the gay stories in the front and center, and having these queer uh, queer and trans and gay narratives, 
in the lead characters and they specifically referenced how they you know growing up with Riverdale they had the side character Kevin Keller and it just it just threw me spiraling off into time and space that girl <laughs> that, just the generational reference <laughs> Having felt old, growing up with oh yeah. my, oh when my. Riverdale started, having <laughs> felt so old. <laughs> oh dear. Um. Incidentally, they're circling uh, back to season so one. So many opportunities in some very just clever ways. I think. Um, I I I'm enjoying Hal back more than I actually enjoyed Hal present. Almost always. Like, what do you think of Creepy Dad, Hal? I mean, he just called a cat a sinner, and okay. uh, that resonates with me having having a cat at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, it's true. He's, but... It's a. Uh, it's 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 nice to. <laughs> it is, but it's nice to look back and. Um, you know, it, it does, these flashbacks do explain mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. things. It, um, they've been fitting jigsaw pieces to, like, spots from season one more and more this year, and I appreciate it. Um, Cheryl, this is so cracked out. This is such a guesstimate. This is homeopathic superheroing. Uh You know, this is this does bring me to like you know some personal experiences where, like, I knew someone who was maybe drinking like water and like borax, oh, no. and then looking up like you know the the toxic symbols that are accompanied by that. Oh, and it's like, what no. does this mean? I've never seen this symbol before. <laughs> um, I wish I had a visual for the people listening. It, it's, uh, I hope that that person is well and it's done. It's been a wild this. year of drinking things or three. Um, Percival is suddenly in this almost arbitrator seat. The, um, the power balance, um, camera work. Just, this is a good example of the scene. I want to point out the, um, these tight, straight forward mediums that we're getting on these characters. Um, I noticed a lot this episode. I'm not sure what it is intended to do or what the reference is, but we get these very static, static, nice mediums. uh, And then these slightly off kilter, like we have right now in Veronica, um, slightly moving, slightly flowy shots uh, with the engagement of superhero powers. Um, We saw some really sharp diagonal angles in Betty's flashbacks. Uh, We're seeing wavy things in Jughead. Um, and when when these are people yelling at each other, it feels um, it feels flat and static in a in a, a cinematography beat. Um, something that jumped out at me about a lot of the dialogue in this episode um, that I'm I'm speculating, I'm hypothesizing, and see if that actually holds true on a second watch. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watch for that as well. Now that you mention it, mm-hmm. it does seem to be working. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. Like there, I can feel a distinct difference of the scene and and spatial transition. But yeah, this man is so chill about so many weird things he shouldn't be. 
I like that they've just stopped worrying about how they get rid of bodies. What body do we have to get rid of right well, now? She woke up with a body. Also, uh, that does remind me, speaking of... Oh, yes, right, right, <laughs> that's right, that's right. That does bring us back to our, our previous discussion. So, you know, yesterday's discussion around how did Cheryl get Jason's body back? Oh, yeah. She sent him off on a Viking bird, like yep, on a, yep. yeah, it was a, a Viking funeral, boat. funeral, sends him off on the mm-hmm. river and so, you know, we just, like, what is this storyline behind that? She has him back in a box, in a trunk, in her in in her house. Um, you know, is he found down the river? Is there another investigation because they find a burned body at the side <laughs> of the river? Um, you know, do they identify it and then contact her again? And she's like, oh, yeah, actually, we did this and we sent him off. And they're like, that's illegal. But she's like, I'm, I'm rich. It's okay. It's, uh Yeah. So strange. I love the call and hang up. That is, it's just so it classic. It feels so school. true. We're just getting more of that, that same, you know, throwback so to, uh, throwback to those uh, early awkward teenage. It captures that years. vibe. One thirty-five. The captured anxiety <laughs> vibe of romance of both, like from youth on. It is the it is the realest vibe that only only this young trash seems to really capture the anxiety. Other young trash also, but something about young trash and the anxiety of all romance ever. We're gently drifting up the camera from a low to high yeah. tilts, perhaps What's this? diagonals. Got a hard, hard. Um, Vignette edges tunneling us in. Revisiting a whole plot point. Um, season one. I I appreciated this bubbling in the back for seven years thing that then um, is important again. Like, I'm sure they forgot it. But it's like, it's possible that they didn't forget it. It's plausible deniability. (laughs) And then we get V and B again. And that's exactly what we've been waiting for. Yep. And it's exactly as casual as it's supposed to be yep we were just talking mm-hmm. this whole relationship dynamic has been underutilized. exactly yep underutilized it just seems like a bad idea to put the death water into your pipes like what if you don't get immunity your house is toxic to you now in microparticles you're a construction worker um Delightful <laughs> chemistry at this table. <laughs> this is a dynamic I have never I have never enjoyed, but I am quite intrigued by multiple old and ongoing flames at one table. 
it would probably be horrible. It would probably be pure hell in the middle school anxiety way. But I'm I'm really enjoying the vibe they're working. Yep, I definitely feel this uh, this table full of shots, and it, we we're overdue for the the revival yeah. of this friendship. And- it's um, they make a, a really pointed note about um, Veronica taking a lead again. That feels you know tongue in cheek, metatextual to me about her role this season. The way she's been very separate as a character. Um, yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. And now here she is separated hey. from everyone by her curse, you know, not able to touch others, worried that she's going to poison them. It's, it's just, it's a, it's the culmination of, of that. It's the culmination of that. And then we get that yearning for connection that, mm. you know, we've been feeling as mm-hmm, an audience, mm-hmm. you know, with her off and on What the a fantastic, fantastic overtaking, uh, overstretching a metaphor until it's something delightful and ridiculous and so camp. Um, also, what a great way to discover that you're mean to all poison. Yes. And I like that this is all the proof she needs to just start popping Oleander. Also. Uh, well, I mean, you know, she does. It's not just the liquor. I mean, she's also got all these toxins in her body. And and Dr. Curdle Jr. has been talking about, you know, how she's not, how strange <laughs> yeah. it is that she's not dying. Point from herself, from the, you know, the very things that she seems to be, uh, I wonder how much this poor man's hair just is actually falling out from being bleached to this red for six to seven years nonstop. Uh, No, no, it's, I don't, I'm I'm sure it's not a wig. I mean, he's, uh, but I imagine it is it is the sort of thing he is starting to suffer uh, after six years of heavy bleach. So we're back to the first beat of this relationship in a way I also really enjoyed and appreciated. Ah... I don't know if it's a personal thing, but okay, I don't okay, really okay. appreciate anything about this dynamic. Fair. I could leave it in the past. Fair. It's <laughs> um, it's not either of their best side at all, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. But it's very relatable. I mean, you know, we we definitely, you know, you yeah, bring out yeah. the, sometimes family brings out the worst in us. And uh, we see Betty becoming mm-hmm. very much mm-hmm. like a teenager, a defiant teenager again. And and uh, Alice, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get that control all over. And it, it, it's not it's not unheard of that for that to yeah. happen. You know, this isn't even a throwback to <laughs> teenage years. Even this now. is just what happens when you get together with your parents now. sometimes. Uh, um, fair point. Fair point. And um, 
there's so much um, pointed reciprocal invasion of privacy between them in the last couple of episodes. Uh, last week's, you know, I checked for your diary. Uh, oh, your diary wasn't your room, I checked. Um, and later this week, the insistence that Jughead just read her mind, please. I give you permission. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's not your permission your core to wound, give. Betty. <laughs> uh, becoming your mother. As we, as we do. Um. That spider shot from a, a moment ago. Um. Odd. Uh, the, where the spider crawls across the camera. It's what makes me think some of the the camera choices might be a stylistic reference or homage of, that I'm just that I'm not missing or that I'm missing or not getting. Um, it's such an unusual stylistic beat. It it doesn't send it doesn't really seem to fit. Agreed. Especially when, you know, they clearly didn't do it for, you know, the creeps or anything of that nature. It, it really does seem to be a, um, I don't know, maybe it's a, which direction did it crawl across? I'm just thinking, could it have something to do with uh, top right Cheryl to bottom, giving away her iconic spider Top left brooch? to bottom right slightly. Um, yeah, Cheryl. Yeah. So from Ronnie to we, Cheryl. We can't read that the one, I guess, into that one. Um, hmm. But I... I wonder if it fits with the very, um, the static straight on camera aesthetic in, in some genre that I'm just missing. The colors, uh, didn't surprise me this episode, I guess. Nothing jumped at me other than Veronica's deep, deep indulgence of black. I... But again, Very it, much. It, it really does fit her being so Cheryl separate. Cheryl is bullshitting so much. <laughs> Just constantly, this whole episode, with such authority. And they trust her. But this is a real thing, though. This happens. I mean, this, there are so many home cures or, you know, essential oils that are going to, you know, save mm -hmm, your mm -hmm. life one day, bring back the dead. These are, this is a, to me, this feels like, and yeah. even the, that shot that we just had with that TV in the corner, this just, it just feels like this is very much mm. a part of the fabric of our culture is, you know, there is this, you know, uh, homeopath self-described homeopath on every corner um providing <laughs> i won't quite say quite this advice but something yeah, very it is similar big snake oil in time every right town now. you were right you were right um and sorry to pick on the essential great. oils have, people I, this just they, you know thing. there's valid My psychological apologies. applications to soothing and distracting sense they they won't fix your brain but they might distract you from how much your brain is annoying you um i love this shot of veronica very just everything about it carefully assembled yeah 
Yeah. Like, yeah. is she eating, po- eating poison snacking, bonbons? Snacking like, on death. It's, it's lovely. Reading spider books. Um, okay, this intimacy scene is striking. Um, I can see the impact of the changing intimacy coordinator uh, scene in Vancouver in this scene so vividly. Um, the focus on touch, the emphasis on uh, intimate and careful touch in not not necessarily sexual ways, the way uh, Archie and Betty are, are stroking each other, thigh, head, face. These are really specific hallmarks of how um, modern in- intimacy coordination is is looking to, to represent and present aspects of sex and intimacy uh, in a in a different way than, than the, the porn influence that has really pushed into, uh, into Hollywood norms in the last few decades. Mm -hmm. Um, really, really cool standout, standout scene. Agreed. Again, it's a folklore of an adjacent point. So I guess it applies and it explains it. And I get, I get kind of made up this rule earlier in, in the horror stretch of the season that like if if comic book logic tells us it's true it's probably true this is... i mean that's only fair though we're we're in a mm. well heck, we're not in a comic book universe but we are mm-hmm. we are in the mm-hmm. archie universe so it has to hold true i mean besides it, it's not honestly that much more far-fetched than anything else we've gotten in Riverdale. I mean, we had the Griffins and the Gargoyles, the Gargoyle King, and uh, uh, we've had... How many serial killers Um, have we had? This beautiful Um, moment, though, sorry to cut in, this beautiful handing of the spider brooch, the iconic spider brooch. Ah, It's so sweet. Yeah. (laughs) From red to black. Quite lovely. Yes. So, okay. Um, Where were we just before the spider brooch? Oh, right. Another corpse. Serial killers. We can't count all the serial killers. Right on. Nice segue. Smooth. Very smooth. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I planned it that way, obviously. Alice has a body, too. Um... (laughs) That random dude chick killed wasn't her first body burying for a male family member who implicated her in violent murder. But I mean, if she knew this, as, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. not that we're we're looking for plot holes. I mean, that that's not. <laughs> oh, that is be a full time job in Riverdale. But um, like, with knowing this, yes. like when they tried to get rid of the shady guy. <laughs> And they basically just threw his body in a culvert and she has the perfect hiding place immediately underneath where she killed the shady Mm -hmm. guy. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure his dead body was lying almost exactly where this dead body is now. And she doesn't think like, hey, you know, I already got a hole. I already got, you know, plus like I've got this husband who's got all this bleach like he can help me. You know, and he's just like something suspicious. Yeah. I smell bleach, like, and yet mm-hmm. he's cleaning the Deep, strong the back bleach. of the car with the. Um, the, the it's he, I there think are some Hal things was that do gone not by the time we got the chick thing, wasn't he? I might be wrong. I might be wrong. 
Um, I'm just thinking about the reality of back in season two, if Alice had just said, I know what to do, and cracked open the floor where she has a much older desiccated scorch, uh, corpse already stored, and just <laughs> tuck it right in there. And, like, this is, if this was before we knew Hal was a serial killer, that would just throw the, the, the scale and context all out of whack. <laughs> Uh, yep absolutely I I appreciate I don't necessarily agree with any of the, the relationship beats being particularly particularly realistic um, as far as the like the stories they're building for themselves here but I really enjoy both of their acting in this fight and this 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 petulant dynamic oof That's a painful thing to hear, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, your parenting didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Failure. <laughs> <It's> brutal, really. <laughs> um, I, I missed it when it happened, but Archie's enthusiasm to be forged, just forge me, forge me up while I speak some Greek words. Um. <laughs> yes, uh, as if a forging is, is is forging is what we do to people so regularly. Like yep. it's just a simple rite of passage, you know. You go when you turn forge 18, me up. You're forged also, I think, when you're like five. By by. Okay, so I'm I'm the vice president of the Vancouver Metal Arts. No, no, I'm the treasurer of the Vi Vancouver Metal Arts Association. And a few friends are jewelers. And, like, you don't put stuff in a forge necessarily to make it harder. You melt it in the forge. And then you temper it. You heat it and you you beat it with a hammer and you temper it. So they're not beating Archie with the hammer here enough, is what I'm trying to say. To actually achieve the, <laughs> the effect that they are referencing in metallurgy. I struggle with that word. Metal, me, metallurgy, metallurgy. Thank you. I'm going to leave um, you on that one on your own. <laughs> I like that Veronica's new, like, superpower Sorry. engagement is just keeping her temper. Especially with Hiram gone. That's kind of fascinating. That is a yeah. that mm -hmm. is a superpower. Mm -hmm. And like <laughs> keeping your temper. The consequences for losing your temper are not losing the fight at least. <laughs> hmm. Again, we get a really solid villain Reggie here just chewing chewing this whole dialogue really nicely. Mm -hmm. For the hell of the casino. Hmm. And Veronica rises, mm -hmm. steps to him. It's interesting in this episode, but also like building on the last couple of episodes, I'm I'm really feeling Veronica at the center of the Empire this episode. It really it's not just her episode, but it really um it builds a few seasons really wonderfully together.
Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting, I think, is that uh, pretty much it seems that everybody else has um, Percival as a as a direct enemy, and yet with Veronica, yeah, he sends yeah. another. You know, there, there's there's still a sense of othering here, and I almost wonder if it's you know, mm-hmm. um, just wonder what why that is. Why is it that you know she is still separate and he's not dealing with her directly? Yes. Yes, uh, because completely. she doesn't fear him the same way um, that the others do. And he seems to look at her almost with with yes. a sense of intrigue. Well, I'm reminded of you know um, that I don't in the, see with the, the others. early setup episode. Uh, Abigail in Cheryl's body and Percival kind of shared a look of familiarity, um, and obviously she spiraled and gone in a different direction, which we love. Um, but that sort of maybe an, mm-hmm. maybe an ally in this this dark, powerful woman. I feel like that attention has shifted to Veronica. Not that it was necessarily an in- intentional choice, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, polycule, polycule for the win. Everyone loves everyone, and we can just get over jealousy, and you can all be happy because you <laughs> fall in and out of romantic compatibility with each other all the time, and you should just love each other when you're available. It's no, yes, but I'm no, not here for Tabitha's heartbreak. Juggies, I'm sorry, juggies we're just we're building here. so much. These three are fine. <sighs> These three are a fine unit, yeah, though. Yeah, that's the part that hurts. Like, it's not not necessarily true. I, I don't need Betty and Veronica to hook up. I don't... That's, that's not obligatory. There are so many wonderful molecules you can assemble in many shapes and sizes. Think of the picture of a molecule. It's like that, but sexy. Uh, like that, but sexy. Toxic playing. <laughs> I really enjoyed this dance. It's ridiculous. Um, but it's also like a, a delightfully assembled over the top contemporary dance. They're really leaning into um, making their characters pop stars again quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this spider yep. hanging over thick, it all. Thick, thick camp. Uh, hit you over the head with the 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 symbology. Yeah. And um, okay, this I liked Camila Mendez's performance of Toxic here. Um, it felt one step removed from the um, the Glee cover cover song take that I have come to expect from. I. From the last musical or two on, I've I've been sort of suspecting that Camila Mendez is um, they're letting her build towards something, or that she as a performer is building towards a bit of a, a, a pop singer positionality. So I know she's a, a, a NYU theater grad. Okay. Um, oh, Archie's dancing! Oh my god, I didn't notice that before. Yeah, it's it's a little it's it's an it's a lovely extra. Uh, uh, right, and Heather from Greendale. And Q, yes, mm-hmm. I was going to say, and Q, Magic the help. sexy librarian. Um, I understand. I believe we are getting 
uh, Sabrina back at some point this season. I believe that is a guaranteed cameo. So, yeah, Greendale seeping back in, uh, in the real, in in the in the in the in Dimension Prime. This spider formation is so stupid, and I love it. The 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 scuttle of all the dancers in formation is so stupid, and I love it. I have I have choreographed comp- similarly stupid things. It's delightful. <laughs> oh, and catching the kiss. They shot that just, cool dance it, it sequence really montage delight. so delightfully. Um, just swooping, grand, uh, dancey dance. Oh, and there uh, on, on cue, I get an ad for Heartstopper. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for listening. While, like it, <laughs> Thank you for listening. We've started to flow into just talking about or complaining about whichever show Netflix starts recommending to us first instead of hitting pause. Um, but anyway, yes, that um, that was sure Riverdale. Venomous was the name of the episode. It was. Um. It, yeah. Ronnie is back. And key takeaway, um, Ronnie is back. I am in the really waiting, seat. not just for, like, Yuden should be back on screen for all the reasons, but specifically because she's a Time Lord. I'm ready for Tabitha to get back into the into into this plot combination now that Veronica is established as who she is to us. I'm ready for it. Hmm. And I think you you hmm. you plumbed onto this I, when I, I started wanted... talking about yesterday no, immediately. Right. Uh, Tony's La Llorona, uh water powers, and I want it. Slip through the dimensions, get the ghost spirit, god of darkness, stolen children, drowned children powers, and match perfectly with Cheryl, please. <laughs> yes, they'll they complement each other. The water element of the La Llorona and the uh, the fire element of Cheryl. That should be interesting. Um, mm-hmm, interesting mm-hmm, still, though, mm-hmm. that we're bringing in Heather as well. Um, <laughs> part There's a part of me that hopes that maybe there's a little bit of counter energy mm-hmm. here uh, in that Cheryl is a quack <laughs> and Heather is a librarian. So, I mean, <laughs> perhaps we'll throw, they'll balance each other out the that way and there be a little bit Cheryl of checking going on. Um, I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm hopeful, but uh, it, I, I don't it's imagine possible. that's the direction that we're going. <laughs> Um, it's possible, but there, you know, there are so many ties yeah, already yeah, between yeah. like, not just the superpowers, but also the comics. Cause didn't we have, we did, we have comics we in the other direct, um, in the other dimension the as well, right? Shots, um, in the garage, moving around so, that line, uh, that Jughead line of, I contain multitudes that they cut back to this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was, that was all river Vale. Right. Stuff. Yes. So, yeah, reality is realigning. Right. I need to go see a Doctor Strange movie before next week to actually keep up with the multiverse conversation, gang. (laughs) Uh. 
there is so much going on here. It is, uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to tie together. Do we have any, do we have any, uh, other outside of Tony and, uh, you know, her potential superpowers, do we have any other predictions, any other, um, ideas coming up? So what's, what's coming next? Heather from Greendale clearly brings witches in my mind. Yeah. Fair. And, you know, all starting witches get their, you know, their first book on witchcraft stolen out of the library. So, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Um, Kevin is still gettable. That's a very important beat that Tony, that um, was emphasized in a conversation, uh, a couple of episodes, I think, um, that Kevin is still gettable. As a, like, as a good, as a good side. For the end game, you know, before you go into the boss battle, you can pick your party characters. It's all, it's all, everything is a video game now. Fair, fair. Well, I hope we would get him. Uh, we could get him back. I think Moose will be the key. <laughs> you think Moose is going to bring him over to the good side? I think if anyone will, or is the is the key to doing it, whether or not it'll work. Fair. Um. Veronica's specific power is very murder-focused, which is going to be interesting to see how they utilize that. Well, she has the kiss of death, so I don't know, perhaps she ultimately ends up luring Percival and he falls to his his own, you know, a, a demise of his own creation. You know, the fact that he's been treating her as a competitor and equal adds, adds some punch to that. Um, even if it doesn't kill him. Like that could be that could be a very good blow to to crack through his uh, front line defenses of that uh, are also his human mask. Presumably, I'm I'm guessing that I'm guessing he's Satan. He he I'm is Satan. the the devil. We've seen who who's seen him. Who's seen his devil shadow? I can't recall at this point. <laughs> it it might be Kevin actually who's seen it. Is yeah. that right? Oh, you're, I think you're right. I think you're right. In his dreams, and he sees the devil. That shot of him fiddling on a guitar, casting ghost cello. That, just just the devil and the, the string instruments. True. I didn't catch that one before. Yes, absolutely. Um, how about you? I've, I've spouted a few thoughts. I think everything that you're saying tracks, although I, I, I do think, you know, um, on the, on the more, uh, on the, hmm. on the human, in the human realm, <laughs> um, I do think that yeah. we see some, some building of some love triangles, squares, who knows? I'm not sure where this is going. Um, but we clearly see some interest from Jughead or some, mm-hmm. some memories, mm-hmm. you know, some, heartstrings that are resonating and we see um you know this this triangle that's going on and 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 was just saying you know oh well let's let's Mm -hmm, we're mm -hmm. we're missing the connection between b and v uh to make it a proper triangle and we got that this episode so i think that um i think that they're going to play up this romantic these romantic elements and uh, i wouldn't be surprised if perhaps we see um Percival play them against each other a smidge as this comes up, you know, so kind of getting back into the, uh, more so the true, uh, not the true, but the original Archie 
storylines um, in that because we we kind of skirted around that for a long time. I mean, we had a little bit of of you know we we've had a little bit of it, but we haven't had mm-hmm. much. I think we could see some more coming up. Um, but that's so obvious. I feel poorly saying, you know, <laughs> these are the things that I see. I have no big predictions at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, other than I'm enjoying I'm trusting where this their is storytelling going. more um, than I'm used to right now. Really? And, uh, yeah, it feels somehow strangely cohesive. Um, so they'll probably throw us a good loop and the drop a whole bunch of elements in the next little while, but, uh, Always. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to get to uh, hopefully mm-hmm. Tony and Tabitha back maybe next episode. Um, and I'm excited to start drawing the Kevin. shape of the forming molecule. Um, right now, I've got Veronica gets to date Archie. Archie dates Betty and Veronica. And then Betty dates Archie and Jughead. And Jughead dates Betty and Tabitha. And just for the heck of it, I'm going to say Tabitha, Tony, and Cheryl have their own thing going on. This is the dream polycule. I predict this. Make it so. But how does Heather... So how does Heather factor in? We have to bring in Heather. It's Cheryl's lost, their, you know, Their side thing doesn't love, need to have she's hard limits to it. It can be just a witch coven thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm starting to think that uh, perhaps with this, you know, um, the last episode yeah. that I <laughs> was here with you was the key party. And uh, with, with this this polycule that you're talking about, I'm thinking that, okay, well, I mean, they weren't doing their key party correctly, uh, but like, it yes. sounds like it's working for them anyway. So <laughs> they make it work. Everybody Ugh. put your keys in and somebody just takes the whole damn bolt. Whatever uh, works for you. I guess... We'll wrap it with that then, because uh, I'm yeah I'm also satisfied and I'm game for next week. I'm ready for next week. I want to watch next week now, please. That's where I'm at. Me too. Do do they have it? I, I guess I'm. It's not a long weekend for them. Like will we yes, get a, yes. an episode I think we on get Monday, right? Consistent episodes for the next few weeks. There is a two week uh, a two week hiatus coming up right in the middle uh, in June somewhere. Uh, it's those dates you said you couldn't record anyway, so that's serendipitous. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. But look at the Riverdale schedule, gang. We are not a news source. <laughs> um, great. So thank you again, Channing. Um, we'll, you will presumably probably be back with us next week, all technology allowing and, and uh, uh, giving. And um, yeah, thanks, gang. We'll see you then. Bye, all.